but it's fun to do and keeps you entertained while you're going down I the think road. Rolling up the Tim's rim, you would equate with the Monopoly game at McDonald's. Yep, some kind you're of kind of known kind of, for it. Same kind of thing. Yeah, you but, could be the winner of one million dollars, or Tim Hortons for life is one of the choices. Oh, which would you want, Bill? I'd like the coffee. <laughs> Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 19, and we're calling this one Summer Treats. Um, yeah, so summer treats. You always feel like summertime is a good time to lose weight because you're outside and you're busy. And But I find summertime is actually a good time to have summer treats. So today's episode is going to be all about some of our favorite summertime treats. Yay! Before we get started, though, we're going to uh, thank Anchor Podcasting Platform. Um, We thank Anchor every week, but this week I'm going to read to you what it says on their website about their um, why they're offering a platform for people to make podcasts for free. So this is what it says. At Anchor, our mission is to democratize audio. We believe everyone should be able to have their voice heard, regardless of background or experience level. If you've ever tried to start a podcast, you know all the logistical barriers that can stand in your way. At Anchor, we aim to remove all of these barriers. Our goal is to make podcasting easy and fun without sacrificing the quality every podcaster deserves. So thank you, Anchor. Thanks, Anchor. If you think you'd like to make a podcast, you've got something to say, or you like to chat, Anchor's the place to go. All right. The way we do our podcast is we post nine photos onto our Instagram account, Quiet Shutter Photo, which is the Instagram that from our business quiet shutter fine art and photography and then we will take those nine photos and look at them and talk about them and the backstory or what went into that picture and so here we go this week our pictures are just cell phone pictures and we've kind of been collecting these pictures throughout the summer or maybe we just did it all in one day what do you think bill no, it wasn't one day, <laughs> although it could have been. Wouldn't that be gross? We if probably we... <laughs> would be in diabetic coma by then now, but yeah. So our first picture um, is from the Dairy Queen. Love and, the Dairy Queen. Um, Bill grew up in Sheboygan and Bill and I raised our kids in Sheboygan, Michigan. And the Dairy Queen in Sheboygan always opened for the season on what day, Bill? On my birthday. Which is February twenty eighth. Yeah, so you I, you looked forward to that every year, didn't Heck yeah. you? Yeah. Did you ever really get to go to the Dairy Queen on your birthday? When I was like in high school, and I could go there myself. So you, when you, your mom didn't like make a special trip to. No. It's Bill's birthday. We're all going to Dairy Queen. Nope. <laughs> so in this picture, uh, we're inside of our car, and uh, we're. Would you say that we are toasting each other with our Dairy Queen treat? Cheers to each other. And Bill has a. That was a, some kind of a 
what they call the blizzards. Yeah. And do you remember what kind of blizzard it was? It's hard. You can't tell from the picture. No, I don't remember. But I like to mix it up with the blizzards because I, my, you drives you crazy. But I love ice cream when it's soft and you swirl everything together, and that's what a blizzard is. I I don't mind ice cream soft. Like often, if we have hard ice cream at home, I'll take my spoon and stir it up and, you know, make it all kind of soft and gooey. But um, you like to stir up all your food. Like you could have steak, mashed potatoes and corn and you'd like to stir all that up together. (laughs) Yeah, not everything. I've seen you do some of that. It's called blending. Is it? Is it Kentucky Fried Chicken that has the bowls? Yeah. Where it's layers of mashed potatoes and chicken and. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds appealing to you, though, doesn't it? Sometimes. (laughs) So the treat that I have in this picture is um, a take on the traditional peanut buster parfait. Only I don't like it with those Spanish peanuts they use that have the hulls on them. I hate that. So I always ask to get my peanut buster parfait with pecans. And it's way more delicious. Yep, and they, they don't even charge you anymore for the pecans, but it's uh, your own little twist on that. This, I, I, this... Have got, I have gotten burned on that. If if it's um, sometimes early in the season or maybe late in the season, if the pecans have gotten stale, that can really ruin your treat. Yep, that'll drag you down in a hurry. <laughs> That's when I start saying, oh, what does yours taste like? Let me have a taste of yours. <laughs> Yep. You're not tricking anyone. <laughs> so the um, the blizzards are a, a kind of a, a new invention for Dairy Queen. Um, I think that I read Dairy Queen started like in the early 19, like 1918 or something. It's, it's been, been around, around for a, a long, long time. time. Yep. But the blizzards were invented, I think, in the 2000s. And every blizzard that is served... The um, Dairy Queen worker who serves it has to turn the cup upside down and hand it to the customer upside down. That's its little trademark. That's to prove that it's thick. It's thick and it's stuck. <laughs> yeah. The um, the little swirl, and in this on my pecan buster parfait, you can see the little swirl of ice cream at the top. See that? Yep. Bill? Yep. The little Dairy Queen twist. Did you know that that is actually trademarked? I don't doubt it. Yeah. (laughs) So what does that mean exactly? They've trademarked the little swirl that comes out at the end of the soft serve machine. Does that mean that nobody else is supposed to swirl their ice cream in any other businesses? Uh, Probably, but uh, good luck enforcing that one. Yeah, right. Because that just kind of naturally happens. You're probably not supposed to ever take a picture of your product with that little twist on top. And post it on your podcast. post it on your... (laughs) Well, we're not selling the Dairy Queen twist. We're not trying to recreate. We're praising the Dairy Queen twist. It's a beautiful little twist on things. It's a beautiful twist on things. Mostly soft source ice cream. So um, a couple other things I read about Dairy Queen was, one, the um, ice cream you get at Dairy Queen is actually not categorized as ice cream. They call it soft serve. But according to the FDA, ice cream has to have um, a certain percentage of milk fat in it to be considered uh, actual ice cream. Yep. 
So the- even though it is a dairy product, it doesn't have the amount of of milk fat that regular ice cream has. Because regular ice cream actually has like heavy whipping cream in it. Yeah. And, and we don't know what's in milk. Yeah, we don't know what's in soft serve because the recipe is top secret. I won't tell anyone. And the don't. actual the Dairy Queen's um stores um came along after the recipe. So uh-huh. the founder of Dairy Queen, whose name I don't remember, had this recipe for the soft serve ice cream and it is kept literally under lock and key in a um bank um what do you call the little vault box? in the boxes that you buy the um in a safety deposit yeah. box and it's it's in a safety deposit box and there are only a few keys that ha- are in possession of a very few people do you know where its location is no idea but i believe dairy queen was uh founded in illinois All however right. texas the state of Texas has the most Dairy Queens. Isn't that surprising? Well, I thought there was no reason to ever go to Texas, but maybe now there is one or two things. No, I can find a Dairy Queen somewhere else. <laughs> Found one in Lansing. This is where this one is. Yeah, when this year when uh, when Dairy Queen opened, and I'm not sure when it opens in Lansing. I know in Sheboygan it's February 28th, but... I'm not sure if it's around that date in Lansing. I think it's later. No, it's much you? later. Sheboygan does it just because they have an indoor facility that you can actually go inside. And, and they also they also serve hot foods. Yeah, I think it's what they call the brazier, which is more than just ice cream. Exactly. And if this Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen is a brazier Dairy Queen, they, they have a grill and they serve hamburgers, hot dogs, right. french fries. Remember when the, the Dairy Queen brazier store we went to in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Yes, I love that Dairy Queen. The first and only Dairy Queen I've ever been in, that there was an actual full-blown cowboy. There was a cowboy on his little lunch break. Yeah. He had, like, honest-to-God cowboy clothes. He had a cowboy hat, cowboy boots that were definitely scuffed up and dirty, and he was wearing Wrangler jeans. He had his leather chaps on and a big hat. He was an honest-to-God cowboy. And he wasn't there just for local color either. He was there because he was hungry. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. Why didn't we get a picture of him? I don't know. That's Next time. We gotta maybe we got to go back to Jackson Hole. Yeah, let's time it so that we're there when that particular cowboy has his lunch. There's got to be more than one. We know there's more than one. <laughs> Do they all go to the Dairy Queen, though? Only on Tuesdays between 2 and 4. <laughs> I hope that's that's the case. So yeah, the the Dairy Queen in Alanson opened this year and was overrun by customers, right, Bill? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's kind of a it's a little location, you know, on US thirty one, um, just outside of Alanson, going towards Petoskey, um, and it's not the easiest thing to get in and out of because of the traffic that's pretty steady along there, but. We have gone by there several times where the traffic was literally out on the road. People were in line on the side of the highway to get into this Dairy Queen. Um, any place that has carryout during the COVID um, pandemic is is making a lot of buck. But this Dairy Queen was crazy how much money it was taken in. Yeah, it's even, this is the middle of August, well, getting to be the end of August. 
And it's still very busy when we drive by there. And I think that you nailed it on the head, Bill, that it's uh, COVID times and people are not um, sitting inside of restaurants and I, they're eating at home a lot more. So I think going out in the evening and driving through Dairy Queen and getting a, getting a treat is probably a pretty attractive idea. Yeah, we're not the only ones that thought of it, that's for we're sure. We're not the only ones. So moving on to our second picture, I'll let you tell everyone what our second picture is, Bill. Second picture is we're um, two cones, ice cream cones from McDonald's. How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is... Um, Winnie and I, every once in a while, just like, let's just go run through McDonald's and grab a little ice cream cone. And Boyne City, um, their McDonald's, actually, you can get two soft serve ice cream cones for a dollar six. Yeah. Um, McDonald's ice cream cones everywhere else are a dollar a piece. But at McDonald's in Boyne City, they're 50 cents a piece. But the downplay of that is about half the time you go through McDonald's in Boyne City, their ice cream machine isn't working. And it's not just Boyne City that that happens at. We've tried to go through a McDonald's for an ice cream cone in East Jordan, St. Ignace. Um, Newberry. Newberry. All of those McDonald's, it's a 50-50 crapshoot whether or not you're going to be able to get ice cream because... Their ice cream machines are so often down. Yeah, and we don't know if it's parts or they just don't. They're sick of making ice cream cones or what the deal I is. I think but. that when you serve ice cream in a restaurant, um, especially from like a machine, right, that it's quite an ordeal to clean it out at the end of the day. Like it's not something you just turn off and walk away. You've got to actually sort of disassemble it and really clean it because bacteria can. Oh, you have to take it. Totally apart and clean it almost every day. I think probably McDonald's has a routine where you go in and you, they may even do it a couple times a day if they're really busy. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it's maintenance more than anything. Yeah. So we suspect that, and this is, maybe we'll get some bad feedback on this, but we wonder if perhaps sometimes when they tell us that the ice cream machine is down, really they've just cleaned it for the evening and they don't want to get it dirty again and have to do it all over again. Yeah, I worked in my share of restaurants and that can happen. So McDonald's is not necessarily our first choice for everybody. I bet you almost everybody listening has in their darkest moments driven through McDonald's for a quick meal because you're starving and it's cheap. And don't you always feel afterwards like, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> There's nothing else to eat and I'm really hungry, but. It's consistent. You know what it's going to be. You know you what know. you're going to get. That's it seems for sure. like it's safe, I guess. Yeah. And, um, but you know, we, we try to limit our amount of fast food, but, um, boy, sometimes it's hot and you've been really busy in the summer and just a quick drive through McDonald's for a 50 cent ice cream is a real treat. Yep. It's definitely a treat. So we've done that more than we should. <laughs> yeah. And not just in the summer. We're calling this episode Summertime Treats, but... Um, yeah, we do it in the winter, too. Sure. <laughs> Might have an ice cream addiction. I'm not sure yet. Are you getting hungry for some ice cream, Bill? I am, actually. 
All right. So a vanilla ice cream cone from McDonald's for 50 cents doesn't sound very exciting. But it's hard to beat. Hard to beat. For the cash. All right. Let's go to the next one. You're going to love this one, Bill. Yay. Gotta love this one. Number three pitcher today is is the ice cap from Tim Hortons. So Tim Hortons is a Canadian company. I grew up with um, Tim Hortons. When I was a little kid, there was like one Tim Hortons in town and it was the emphasis of Tim Hortons was more about it being a donut shop than a coffee shop. But over the years that has evolved and become a huge chain. And if you go to Canada in particular, um, I don't know how many Tim Hortons there are in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, but. Not enough. (laughs) No, there's probably 20 of them. They're like, they're all over town. I even know there's one in the hospital in Sioux, Ontario. Yeah, even the hospital has a Tim Hortons in it. Yeah, it's crazy. And Bill loves their coffee. Now, I like their coffee too. Bill's more of a coffee person than I am. so. He can sniff out a Tim Hortons from 100 miles away. He'll plan trips around. I once took a trip to Maine and back. Yes. And I think we hit 35 Tim Hortons between there and back. One thing that's um, uh, interesting about the Tim Hortons or what they're known for is that their coffee cups are paper, of course, hard paper. And they have this contest, this running contest that happens all the time where you roll up that little rim around the top of your coffee cup and it'll have, it'll reveal if you're the winner of a prize. A lot of times it's uh, they only do it like twice a year. If I remember right. But I think in Canada, it might be more ongoing. Yeah. But uh, I know most of the time it's uh if you win anything, it's a free coffee or now they do breakfast sandwiches and stuff. So that once in a while, they'll give that kind of stuff. Same as McDonald's does with their uh, different little prizes. But it's fun to do and keeps you entertained while you're going down I the think road. Rolling up the Tim's rim, you would equate with the Monopoly game at McDonald's. Yep. Some kind, of, kind same of known kind of, for same it. kind of thing. Yeah. You but, could be the winner of $1 million or Tim Hortons for life is one of the choices. Oh, which would you want, Bill? I'd like the coffee. <laughs> so in this picture, what Bill and I have as a summertime treat is a Tim Hortons ice cap, an ice cappuccino. And their ice caps are not just chunks of ice. It's like the real blended, um, you know, crushed up ice mixed with some kind of a creamy coffee. Yeah, um, it, I think it's coffee and cream and, and ice, uh, and then they just put it through a really good blender, so it's really smooth. But um, I think there's a lot of cream in it as far as that goes. And but sugar. Yeah. They're, very, they're pretty yeah. sweet. But it is like coffee crack frozen. <laughs> so, And you have to be careful about taking those first few drinks because you're going to get either a brain freeze or an esophagus freeze. And I'm not sure which one of those things I is think worse. the esophagus one might be worse. It's, oh, it's, it's just pretty you painful. feel like you're having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, in your throat. Yeah, and you got to like swallow spit hard to sort of melt that. <laughs> we always have to remind ourselves, whoa, slow down there, cowboy. Take it easy. Take it easy. No big draws on that first couple drinks. <laughs> Still, it's going to be with us as long as we're here. So slow down. There was a rumor in Canada for a while that um, Tim Horton coffee was so addictive 
because they actually somehow um, mixed nicotine into their coffee and it, it created an addiction. Nope, it's just the caffeine. Yeah, well, that rumor was so prolific that they actually had tests done to analyze what was in their coffee to prove to the population that no, there was no nicotine. It's just, um, <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, regular coffee with caffeine and a good taste. Yeah, um, it is. It is. It's good coffee. I mean, there's other great coffees out there, but for some reason. That just kind of hits my palate just right. Yeah. It actually, uh, according to what I read, the um, Tim Hortons in Canada sells more coffee than Starbucks sells in the United States. I don't doubt that because it's, it's not uncommon at all to see, like Sioux, Ontario has a lot of Tim Hortons coffee shops and there is almost always at oh. least... A dozen cars in line. And often a there. lot more than that. And any time of day, too. Not just like yeah. morning rush or it's just always. Right. Yeah. They do sell donuts and stuff, but they used to make their own donuts. And right. I think they have them um, already done now. Um, but, uh, yeah, when when we were dating, the the donuts they made that come out of the... They used to even had a uh, a thing on the wall that said, fresh donuts in one hour. Yeah. Yeah. They've kind of diversified like they, yeah, they still have the donuts, but like you said, they also make breakfast sandwiches and um, at noon they have, I know they make chili because my mom is sort of addicted to oh, the yes, Tim Horton they chili. Do. They probably put that nicotine in the chili. That's probably where that's at. <laughs> yeah. She loves Tim Horton chili. Yeah. So let's go to the next picture. Okay. Our next picture is absolutely a summertime treat, but this is a year-round treat. And in this picture, um, Bill and I are toasting each other with two pint containers of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yes, Ben and Jerry's is probably our favorite um, treat company and, and treat when it comes to ice cream. Um, you know how people have like a celebrity crush? You know, somebody that they would just die to meet and get to know. Somebody you just really wish that you could sit down and have dinner with or, I don't know, your celebrity crush. Mine is Ben and Jerry. It would be cool to meet them. I, they, I, so their ice cream obviously is fantastic. Um, yes, if, it is. But we also had... love their, uh, love, we also have the same political philosophy as they do so that would be a shared interest as well yeah i'd say love i you kind of choked on that for a second there but i'd say love so um there is um there's a podcast on npr called how i built this and my favorite episode of how i built this is the episode where they interview ben and jerry yeah that one's definitely worth checking out if you haven't heard it it's uh it's amazing how these two guys uh, ended up meeting each other and how their business developed. And uh, it's just a really pretty cool. Oh story. my gosh. And they're so funny and yeah. fun. Yeah. And, and laid back at the same time. I, I mean, I know that they take, obviously take themselves seriously. They're successful, but they don't seem like they take themselves too seriously. Right. Um, I will try to find the link to that podcast and post that when I 
uh, post our photos to our Instagram and then also to our Facebook. Um, Cause I think it's definitely one to listen to. I've listened to it many times. Every time we're traveling with somebody else, we always force them to listen to well, the- You got to listen to this one. Yeah, exactly. It- but Ben and Jerry were, um, they met as kids in middle school, I think is how the story goes. I think so. Yeah. And they met in gym class because they were both little chubby. I said when you're the two slowest boys on the track running around the track. You get to be friends. Yeah. (laughs) I love that story. And they just stayed friends. And and throughout their lives, they both, you know, tried their different uh, ventures. One of them, uh, I think he was at one point going to be a potter, throw pots. Right. Right. And Whereas they, the other one was trying to get into medical school. Right. I think which I think he tried three or four times before he gave up on that. And the two of them as as adults ended up coming together again after being a failed potter and not getting into medical school and um, decided that they would try and create a business together. And, and they did. Yeah. And at first it wasn't ice cream. They were going to make bagels. Right. Until the. One of the one of the guys that they were going to try and buy equipment from um, said, "You guys can't afford bagel equipment." Yeah, that, right. So, anyways, they did. They took a, a mail order class on ice cream making, and they opened up their first ice cream shop. And you'll have to listen to the podcast to hear the rest of the story. But um, it's a good one. It is. And today, um, well, eventually they came to the point where they were felt like they were being eaten up by the um, corporate business world, that it was getting too much and it wasn't, they weren't being authentic to who they were themselves. And they were uh, debating or considering selling to a bigger company. And um, one of them, I don't remember, remember if it was Ben or Jerry, ran into somebody who he admired and uh, was talking to him about how disappointed he was in the business world and how he was thinking about they were thinking about selling the business and the man said if you don't like the way your business is run change it right. and and make it more what you think it should be and so they totally did that they turned around their company they only uh, bought supplies from either local farmers and fair trade uh, farmers um, they used their business and their platform to promote uh, climate justice, marriage equality, uh, lots of progressive value ideas. They, um, they have little scoop shops around the country and they try to hire um, workers that maybe are newly released from prison and having a hard time transitioning back into society. So they make a place for them to, to get going. and. Um, they just, they have so many things that they have put their efforts, their time, their money um, behind that are trying to make the world a better place. And even if their ice cream wasn't as good as it was, it is, I think I would still eat it because I'm, I'm just in love with their philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. But now, just in case Ben and Jerry ever listen to this. You guys need to put more strawberries in the strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, I was a little lacking in strawberries on this one, but yeah. Overall, Overall. the flavors are pretty darn good. I I admire Ben and Jerry so much that I even once nominated them. Our our church, Community of Christ, used to give out a peace prize every year. 
I think back in the days when we were more financially solvent, but um, I sent in, I did my research and wrote out a, a letter and um, with all of my reasons why to World Church Headquarters <clears throat> to nominate Ben and Jerry to receive the Peace Prize. They didn't get picked, but come on. <laughs> if we ever start giving the prize out again, I will nominate them again. Community of Christ, I am disappointed in you. I know, right? So, I mean, they have given it to uh, Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. And there's been, a, you know, everyone that they've chosen has been deserving for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Ben and Jerry should be on the list, though. Yes, I think so. Now, um, in fairness, Ben and Jerry have moved away from the company. It has been bought out by another company, which I don't remember at this moment what it is. But they sold it with the caveat that they still uh, remain faithful to the mission and philosophy of of changing the world for good. So, Right. And to the best of our knowledge, they are still doing that. Yeah. I have one quick story also about the Ben and Jerry's company. I have a, I used to have a customer when I was a hairdresser who her daughter and husband bought a house in Vermont where the Ben and Jerry's company is. And they bought the house from a couple who both had worked at the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory. And evidently when you work there, um, you get to take a pint of ice cream home with you every night. And so when uh, her daughter and husband took purchase of the house and moved in, they found a chest freezer left in the garage, and when they opened it up, it was stocked full of pints of Ben and Jerry's. Frozen gold. Gold. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a pretty amazing that story. That's pretty sweet. Let's move on to our next picture, please. So our next picture is, um, well, the next two pictures are of the same experience, and the first picture shows the outside of the dippy whip whippy dip whippy dip what did i say the other way around which there are dippy whip. places that have <laughs> okay both. the whippy dip ice cream um store in vanderbilt michigan right so um boy this was one of those days i cannot remember where we were, we were going but we drove through McDonald's and their ice cream machine was broken. And I said, thanks for nothing, McDonald's. And um, I think Bill was really quite disappointed that day. And I said, well, you know, if we go through um, Thumb Lake Road and go through Vanderbilt, I think we we're headed to Gaylord. Yeah, I think we were. I said, I think there's that little ice cream store on that corner. Um, and so, yeah, this is an independently owned little ice cream shop just oh. a little mom and pop shop is what i would call it although i didn't see mom or pop just the kids were working i guess and it's it's a throwback to a different time for sure right yeah, definitely i mean the sign on the outside of the building is is definitely handmade yep hand painted um it's a little cement block building flat roof yep it looks shady they look they left their christmas lights up uh, yeah, year, do you think is... that the Christmas lights are, though, I mean, they're not open in the wintertime, so the Christmas lights must be a summertime thing. I think it's just to attract bugs. That's what's good about it. <laughs> so weird. Nothing says I love your ice cream like bugs in it, right? Exactly. <laughs> so if we hadn't have had such a craving for an ice cream treat, we might have just drove by this place. We've but... driven by it a lot. This is the first time we stopped. 
Yeah, it it like I said, looks a little shady, but at the same token, it's a little bit quaint, like you know, back in the days when you were a kid, and these were the only kind of places where you could stop and get treats. Yeah, and you know, when we pulled in, um, there was a there was a shuttle bus there. There was like twelve people that were in front. I think of it us. was like a church youth group that they. I don't know what they may have been on an adventure besides just renting the the trolley to right. go to the whippy dip. But right. But they were they were out on out on a ride for the day and they stopped in there and then there was lot. some other people that were parked there as well. So it was definitely the there was hub a, lo- of the a lot of kids running around. Yeah. And no face masks were being worn by anyone. No, we wore ours and looked like they all gave looked us at the us look. like we were because it is mean, you, you go into Vanderbilt and it is kind of like stepping back in time. Yes, it is. Vanderbilt and Wolverine, Michigan are kind of like stepping back into the fifties. Yeah, they haven't they haven't progressed as much as some other towns, let's just say that. But it is kind of quaint. I mean, it is, you know, it's a, it's an experience. Yeah. So yeah. um and but the cool thing about the whippy dip is although I like soft serve ice cream, they had Probably Mooney's ice cream that they had they hand, hand dipped as yeah. well as soft serve. They had quite a big menu, actually. They I had was a surprised. Pretty good, well, if you get a chance to look at this picture, you can see that the main window, and it says open in the center of the window, but there's all kinds of um, other menus that are posted all around that. You can barely see in the window for all the different menu items that are posted there. Yeah, it was pretty extensive. Um, but. We probably should go back there and try something else one of these days. You think so? I was a little, I mean, we were the only ones wearing wearing masks and that's including the workers. Maybe they'll wait till next year. Yeah. There was no masks or rubber gloves to be seen. Yeah, there's that. I forgot about that. Yep. It made me feel just a little uh, bit. We cannot go back there this summer. That's for sure. (laughs) All right. But go to the next picture and you can see the treats we got. Yeah, like you say. And they were quite generous because these were smalls, if you can believe it. Yeah, somebody, a gentleman who was who got his ice cream before I did, had a waffle cone with ice cream in it. And it was piled pretty high. And so when I ordered my ice cream, uh, which was amaretto cherry, um, I said to her, she said, what size? And I said, well, what size was that gentleman's? And she said it was a medium and it was like three scoops high as a medium. It was like the torch that the Statue of Liberty holds. I don't know how you would eat a large. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I had a hard time eating all of this. Yeah. What flavor did you get? Oh, I see. It looks I got like butter pecan. Yeah, because you knew I wouldn't take it from you. Nope. Didn't even think about that. But <laughs> maybe that'll be the plan for next time now that you mention it. I could just tell you the pecans aren't any good and you wouldn't touch it anymore. That's probably true. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. So, um, yeah, this ice cream, I think, lasted us all the way to Gaylord. It did. There was a lot of it, and it was all the way to the very bottom of the It was squished into the very, very point of the... Yeah, but by the time... Oh, yes, this is is the day we went exploring in the backwoods by Gaylord. Right. Because I remember by the time I got to the bottom of my cone, the ice cream was melting and it was dripping out of that little tiny hole that you end up with at the on the bottom of the cone. Yeah, running everywhere. All over my shirt and my seatbelt and I hate that. Yeah, you know what, When I just had a thought. What? We probably shouldn't even have, I'm thinking of the girl with no gloves on. Yeah. That took the first scoop of ice cream and then took her thumb 
and pushed it. Do you all think the way she did not do that? You just picturing <laughs> that in your mind. And then licked your fingers <laughs> to get the next scoop. It. I'm never going to eat there again. I'm sure that's not what happened. <laughs> I can picture it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving next. on. So this next picture is actually two ears of corn that we were cheering each other on with. I have, you know, Northern Michigan sweet corn is definitely a summertime treat. Yeah, it is. Um, We live in Boyne City and the sweet corn in Boyne City that everybody wants is from Jonacek Farms. Right. However, this corn came from, uh, we took a drive. Um, Boy, I don't even know where we were. Um, The store is called Ebel's General Store and it's in Falmouth. Falmouth? Falmouth, I think is how they pronounce it. It's, it's Which is code for in the middle of nowhere. I think it's code for foul mouth. Foul mouth. <laughs> it Maybe. is in the middle of nowhere. What would you, where would you say we're closest to? Probably Houghton Lake is the closest. Okay. But it's still. Kind of between Lake City and Houghton Lake. Yeah. Yeah. And we've Merit. seen for a couple of years, we've seen. Ebel's country, Ebel's general store advertised on television. And it, it sounded pretty interesting that um, they have a hardware store, partly grocery store, partly retail where they sell upscale sports clothing like Columbia and mountain khakis and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they're sort of known for their butchering their butcher shop. And um, they also have a business within a business called the little town jerky store. Right. Well, that's their, that's their trademark of their, um, they do a lot of smoked meats and sausage and that kind of stuff. And that's little town jerky company is their, their trademark brand for that. Well, Um, I could have sworn that I had seen advertisement for Ebel's General Store and it advertised pie. Nope. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to go there, maybe buy a pie to take home and see what else they had going on. But um, like Bill said, it's in the middle of nowhere. And. um, (laughs) We went for pie and we got corn because it was the only thing. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool in their history and their story. It's very cool. But um, Bill and I try to eat vegetarian whenever we can. We even sometimes go as far as to try to do periods of time to be vegan, you know, looking out after our hearts and uh, uh, our health. And um, I think that the main reason that people are excited and want to go to Ebel's is for their meat. Yep. So it was kind of a silly, it was kind of a silly choice for us. Right. And so I, I guess we were a little let down, maybe you would say. Yeah, just we should have done a little more research. We just were curious and wanted to know where it was at and what all the hype was. And we went and we saw it. So, yeah, we'll probably not go again. No, probably not any reason to go back there, but I mean, we did have a lovely day. It was a great drive. And and it is beautiful around there. It's surrounded by farms everywhere. It is beautiful farm country for sure. And some of those farmers must do pretty well because there are some very beautiful homes in amongst the cornfields. Right. Um, A few little facts about Ebel's General Store. Um, It was first 
started in 1920. So this year is their 100 year anniversary. Wow. It's been run by five general generations. Started, of course, with the hardware store and they've added the other things as time went by. Um, the current owners, um, Mark and Dawn, actually um, turned their grocery store into a Spartan store. What does that mean? They bought a franchise or Spartan? I don't know how that works. but Yeah, it's, a, it's probably an independent, well, I know it's an independent Spartan store, which means that they carry Spartan brand products in their store and they buy uh, probably a lot of their grocery items come from the Spartan warehouse in Grand Rapids. Except for their meat. Except for their meat, which Be they, I'm sure they, they probably buy a lot of, there's, there's quite a few dairy farms around there. So they're probably yeah. buying their meat local for the most part. I think a lot of their meat and produce is local when in season. Right. So, right. um, I didn't notice, but you said walking around in the little grocery store that they actually have butchers working in the butcher part of it, carving meat off of hanging. Yeah, meat. they did actually have, uh hanging quarters of beef and pork that they were working on as we went by, which is uh, an art form in itself. And you really ever see that anymore. Yeah. I so wish I, nice. I wish I'd noticed. Yeah. Even though I don't eat a whole lot of meat, I'm always impressed by a good butcher. Yeah. Well, and it's not that we don't like meat. No. It's just that we're being careful of our health. So. Right. Um, and then more in more recent times, Mark and Dawn, have also added a catering business to their um, to their list of businesses within business. I think there's a little restaurant there too in a separate building, but um, the catering business is called Dawn Fresh Catering after Dawn, the, one clever. of the owners. That's clever, right? Yeah. So they must be very ambitious people. Yeah. I mean, if this is the fifth generation, they often say in business that, the person who founds the business um, does a great job because they're hungry and they really need to be successful to feed their family and to live. The second generation uh, doesn't want to disappoint the first generation and they work hard. But the third generation has never known what it's like not to have a business or income. And so they aren't quite as driven. And usually by the third or fourth generation, a business is either sold or goes out of business. So if they're still this ambitious and they're in their fifth generation, you're doing something right. You're doing something sure. right. So it is worth a visit to Ebel's General Store at least once. And if you like a lot of meat, that's the place to go. Absolutely. So our next picture is another really um, a place that's dangerous to go into. Uh, um, this is a picture of the character placard of um the alpine uh, alpine chocolate house in boyne city um it has a lot of different treats um there are you know boyne city does rely on tourism quite a bit and there are two ice cream you know hand scooped ice cream stores in boyne city on the main drag almost across the road from each other. Yeah, they're across the intersection from each other, yeah. And both of them are are local to northern Michigan. One is Kilwin's Chocolates. Yep. And Kilwin's, I believe, was started in Petoskey, Petoskey Michigan. 
Um, it has franchises now all over the country, I believe. Yes, it does. I, we saw one even when we were in Tampa, Florida, Sarasota, Florida, I guess. Yes. And um, I think that there are some in Colorado. and. Yes, when our daughter Lauren was working in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, she actually um, served dinner to the couple that owns Kilwins. Yeah, she had a... Um, on her name tag where she worked, they would often put the, the, your home state on your name tag because it was interesting to see where all the different workers came from to work in um, Estes Park, Colorado for the summer. And so this couple noticed right away, oh, you're from Michigan. So are we, we are from Petoskey and we own um, Gilwin's Chocolates. So of course, Lauren knew, exa knew exactly what that was. Yep, yep. So Kilwins is great, but in Boyne City, Bill and I have found that we prefer the Chocolate House. And yes. the Chocolate House was founded by a man named Bruce Brown in Gaylord, Michigan. Um, he, he is, so it is the first generation. Bruce Brown is the first generation for Chocolate House. His father was a auto worker, I believe, when he was growing up. And um, I'm not sure what motivated him to start a candy store, candy store slash ice cream store, but um, it was successful in Gaylord. And so he's branched out to Boyne City and a couple of other places, one downstate. And I know there's one in Sioux, Michigan, too. And there's one in Sioux, Michigan. That's right. So um, Bruce Brown likes to be called the Chocolate Meister. Chocolate Meister. It's a good <laughs> title. He must be a fun guy. Yeah. But um, do you remember a couple of summers ago, Bill, going into the Chocolate House in Boyne City to get ice cream? And um, the, the guy who runs that particular store, fairly young guy who was the manager, it was late in the season. So he was pretty much the only one working. Right. And he was so excited to tell us that we should come back the next day to buy what? Fresh made caramel corn no <laughs> no it was the homemade root beer with shots of espresso in it yeah but i was just thinking of the caramel corn <laughs> well he did he did recommend for us to try the caramel corn i, I think about the other yeah but he was like he was so geeked out about it he said i've already reserved a case for myself they don't make it all the time and so when they do i always get my share yeah i remember that now because when we left the place i thought He's already had about six of them today. He was bouncing off the walls. <laughs> he was hyper. He was wound up. Yeah. But he was a hard worker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he really was doing a good that. job of selling stuff because we went in for ice cream and we came out with ice cream and caramel corn. Yeah. And actually, we can go to the next picture and you can see that uh, this summertime treat was Bruce's Gourmet Caramel Corn. Yeah, the good chocolate stuff. That, that's, caramel corn is hard to beat it. That was a really good one. I, you know, generally I'm not a, necessarily a fan of caramel corn. You know, it gets stuck in your teeth and. I, yeah, but they use real butter on their caramel it corn. Tastes it tastes so buttery. The, the buttery flavor is just really, really good. And if you can get it when they've first made it and they make it in-house. Get that chocolate house. They make it in-house. Yeah. Um, When it's still warm. Oh my God, that is to die for. And it's technically kettle corn because it's made in a in a copper kettle, the same kettle that they make fudge and stuff in too. So it's hand tossed and it's, it's good stuff. I think we still have some of that sitting on the counter. As soon as we get done with this podcast, man, I'm going to have some caramel corn. Time. Absolutely. 
uh, maybe this caramel corn is the reason that we carry little flossing sticks in our glove compartment of our car. Could be, could be. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's it's a it's a really good treat. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's hard hard to beat, but you could really easily eat way too much of it. And, sure. I mean, uh, other than the corn, and really corn's not that nutritious, <laughs> all of our treats are dangerous. Right. That caramel corn's a pretty good treat. Yeah. So it looks like this is our last picture, Winnie. This is our last picture. Um, we like to end our podcast by talking about the picture that got away from us, that we missed, didn't take, didn't think to take, or weren't fast enough to catch. So I have been thinking about this. And I, I, had, I know what I think the picture that had got away from us with regard to summertime treats are is. Do you have something in mind? Is it the one in St. Ignace? It is. <laughs> this summer, the treat that has gotten away from us is a trip to Clyde's Drive-In restaurant in St. Ignace, Michigan. I have never seen this place so busy consistently. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Clyde's is like an older 50s drive-in diner. Um, it's very uh, typical 50s fast food. You pull um, up and someone comes out and waits on you and they put a tray on your window of your car. Yeah, they get one ginormous um, menu that's up on the wall. And the building itself is tiny, tiny little place. They They have like 10 or 12 bar stool seats at their counter, although I don't think they're even letting anybody in there this no, summer. No, this year you can't it's eat indoors. It's all drive-through. And it wasn't until recently that they you could sit outside at a picnic table even. They had the, right. those things all put away too during the early part of the summer. You say drive-through, I mean drive-up because there's no drive-through at Right, there's either. no drive-through. Boy, a drive-through would be amazing. Yeah, it would. I mean, they were so busy at the early part of the season and at that point in time, regular restaurants were not open because of COVID. Right. There was like Unless they had open. takeout. You right. could call and order takeout and drive up and they'd bring it out right. to you or whatever. But so Clyde's was just a natural because that's what they do. You drive in and they bring food to you. And so we have made a half a dozen attempts probably this summer to go treat ourselves to a Clyde's. Yeah, thank and, God that's not the only reason we went across the bridge because that would have been a big disappointment. Yeah, well, it's always been it's been a big disappointment because we're usually pretty hungry by the time we get there, and the next alternative is McDonald's or Burger King, and that's a big letdown when you're right, right. So, but the the one treat that we would have included in our podcast today from Clyde's is their malt. Their chocolate malt, chocolate is malts, as good as it gets. It they're thick, they're very creamy, and they put enough um, malt in it that you taste that yeah, malty when you flavor. You taste the malt, you know they did it right. And Clyde's does it good. So if you ever have a chance to get a big chocolate malt from Clyde's, you should take that. Yeah, I, and we have even gone up to the UP because we wanted to take a drive looking for wildlife, and also thought we'd get lunch at Clyde's, and um. It's been too busy to get into, so we've driven by, gone about our day, and then told ourselves that, well, on the way home, we'll just pop in there and just get a chocolate malt for the ride home. And we haven't been able to do that because they've been so busy. People parked out on the side of the highway waiting to get in. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. 
so that for sure is the is the summer treat and picture that got away. Um, there's still a little bit of time left. We we still got hope. It's not they're open till October, so maybe we got. And they I, they must have made money this summer, hand over fist. I hope. Well, they've certainly I been. I can't busy. imagine that they didn't. The one thing we need to tell you about Clyde's is they don't take credit cards or debit cards or checks. You have to pay with cash. Cash only business. Yep. yep. So we've they even have. on our way up there, we've even driven through our bank to take some money out. So we have some cash. Let's get to the ATM. So we got something for Clyde's. Yeah. And then no big disappointment. Right. No. And sometimes I've been really pissy about it. <laughs> You've been hangry. I've been hangry. We drive by and Bill will say, um, well, you want to go through McDonald's? No, I'd rather starve. How about Burger King? No. <laughs> and McDonald's ice cream machine will be broken anyways. <laughs> yep. There's still time. We're going to get there. We'll get there. So that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. And thanks again, Anchor, for giving us this platform to uh, explore our ideas and talk about what's on our mind. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you're feeling motivated, you can leave us a voice message if you go to our Anchor page. And we might include that in a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we really would. So thanks again for checking in and have a good day. We'll talk to you next week.